It's the Lonely Hearts Club. Welcome to episode 12. This is all about friends, people. Friends. Friends are important. Um, yeah. Imaginary or real, friends are there for you. <laughs> you got friends? If you don't, that's okay. I'll be your friend. Write me a letter. LonelyHeartsClub at kxci.org. Dear Bridget, you ever notice when people ask you how you're doing, they kind of say it like they don't really want to know? You know, like, like your doctor. <laughs> <laughs> you wait weeks to see him, and then you have to wait in a room and look at magazines, and then you finally get to see your doctor, and he's... How are you doing today, Mrs. Thumb? And then Mrs. Thumb says, uh, okay, I guess, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever feel that pressure when you go to the doctor? I do. I tell I tell people everything. Yeah. And, and they usually don't want to know. How can you tell? What are the physical like do they do they look away? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or they look at their watch. Or Oh man. Yeah. But I figure maybe maybe one person wants to know. I know it's hard. I mean, cuz are you going to give them the truth? Because usually that's not a short answer question. I know. When somebody says, how are you? That's the that's life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That's like everything, right? That's, <laughs> that's the everything. How are you? How am I? Hmm. Well, I try to say as much as I can in a short period of time, and then my words will tumble over each other, and it'll be a disaster. But yeah. I guess at least I tried, right? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, okay, so let's be honest then. It's like, okay, Lorna, ask me how I'm doing. How are you doing, Bridget? Oh, God. I'm sulky, scared, stunned, shocked, serious, sad, sick, stuck, stressed, haunted, harrowed, hurt, helpless, hardworking, happy, hysterical. A real honest answer could be a, an essay. Yeah. Because everybody that you see and everyone that you meet has a story. And we don't have the time to hear everyone's story. So if you find an opportunity sometime this week, treat, please ask somebody how they are and don't. Don't give up until you get a really good answer. <laughs> don't just let them say, I'm fine, because people really do want to tell you how they are, don't you? I mean, yeah. sharing is caring, people. So that lovely letter came from, oh, it came from me. That was a letter from <laughs> me to me for you. And we love you, Tucson. This is the Lonely Hearts Club. <laughs> Okay, being a woman in this world can be so beautiful and also a struggle. <laughs> As opposed to other worlds, like the bird world, where, <laughs> where you have to be all dingy. <laughs> being a woman in this world can be so beautiful and also a struggle all at the same time. I am struggling to figure out why men and women struggle to be friends. In my last four interactions with men, the intent was a friendship. And then when I did not move forward in a sexual way or the form of a romantic relationship, they stopped talking to me. Now that's not to say shut I'm not- Shut down. A, shut down. Now that's not to say I'm not awkward at all of this, but I feel confused at how I should approach the situation with men. I used to be passive aggressive, but now moving towards being more open, direct, and honest. This stuff is hard due to feeling vulnerable 
but better for communication. Question being, can women and men really be friends? Can we stop looking at things as if we are in a friend zone? And do you think we are headed towards being seen as people and not gender? I think the answer to all those questions is yes. Signed, The Dreamer. Dreamer, it's not your fault. <laughs> the unrequited love or the impossible crush is a very powerful thing. And and if you have a crush on your friend, then you got to you definitely got to be honest about that and you got to let that person know and hopefully you can move past it. Yeah, and you can say, "Hey, I've got a crush on you or I'm feeling feelings about you" without saying like, "Hey, can we make out?" You know, maybe there's a step oh, there that got neglected. You you don't come up to somebody and say, "Can I kiss you?" It's going to take all the power out of that kiss. Right. It's no longer exciting. But you can ask for a hug because that's what friends do. Yes. If you can be honest and then make that the the thing that happens. I mean, people can move on. Yes. Do you have any friends that are just that are men? Absolutely. I have a I've... number of them. And the last part of this, do you think we are headed towards being seen as people and not gender. I'm going to say absolutely yes. Yeah, attraction is a, is a fascinating thing. I think it's all chemistry. I do too. I know it is. Oh yeah, pheromones. I dated this man in college and he was a dreamboat. Handsome, successful, treated me like a lady, brought me flowers, took me to dinner. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to have my first healthy, like grown-up relationship. <laughs> yeah. And we dated and he courted me. And the first time we went to kiss... I had my head on his chest and his pheromones and mine. I said, oh, this isn't going to work. I'm not attracted to his chemical. His chemical and my chemical don't. And I was pissed. Yeah. But that, it, it, it so, might have been a brick so wall, but it was just a chemical reaction. Mm -hmm. And that's all we are. We're all just chemistry. And bacteria. We're a bunch of hormones <laughs> walking around. I'm sorry that you got hurt, Dreamer, and I hope that you're friends your friends who are happen to be men can can uh, can see you as the dynamic person and and stop objectifying you sexually and get back on board and be your friend again because it sounds like you uh, got hurt by this if somebody wants something from you that you can't give them then that shouldn't necessarily be a deal breaker when it comes to friendship because what do you give a person in friendship you give them time you give them attention you give them compassion you help them and they help you. And ideally, they give you all those things too. Absolutely. And I think it's really important to love all your friends. Yeah. Now, for me, it's really, it's really easy for me to tell people that I love them. And it might make some people uncomfortable. I tell a lot of people that I love them. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I, do. I do. I don't say it superfluously. Exactly. I was leaving a show. I was leaving Heads the other night. And I said to my friend's boyfriend, you know, I was giving him a hug goodbye and I said, I love you because mm -hmm. I do. I'm that, not trying to steal your boyfriend. I, yeah. I don't want no drama little mama and here to take your man. But I love you. I love him. And, and I, I want people to know. I When I love a person, I want them to know. And I, I noticed another comic sort of over here and give me this quizzical look. Like what I just said was real. It wasn't a, it wasn't like, I love you. Love you. Bye. Who needs friends? Friends like this. So meet me in a staircase We can save the human race So meet me in a staircase
I have this theory that uh, sometimes people do their chores wrong so that they won't ever get asked to do them again. Uh, that's what I think. They purposely do it There's wrong. a bit of that. Like instead of folding the underwear into squares, Could they be. fold them into triangles when they know that ain't the way. Then you'll be done. Yeah. Never, ever have to do it again. That's right. So there's a lot of activity around this place. There's a lot of hustle and a lot of bustle and a lot of coming and going. You're hustling and bustling. Yeah, I, I lost my car keys. You're always hustling and bustling. I'm worried that uh, that my guest from this morning might have inadvertently taken my car keys because I really can't find them. Did you text the person? No, but it, it'll be fine. We'll do, I will continue to search. Okay. But maybe that's just what I need, Nick. What? To lose my car keys, and then like I can never leave. I can just stay here forever. <laughs> we'll just <laughs> build a little cot over here for you, and Bridget, time to go to work. Oh. And you can say, "Hi." <laughs> <laughs> you you attempted to clean the toilet one time. I cleaned the the bathroom completely. Then, of course, I had to show it to my wife. You know the Carol Merrill treatment. So take a look at this. And she came in and. She said, well, thanks for trying to help, but, um, you know, you got to clean the whole toilet, not just the part that you cleaned. So I was crushed. You forgot the sides. I forgot the sides. And you forgot under the whip. Yeah, what's it called? <laughs> the whip. The whip? <laughs> I don't even want to look under the whip, to be honest with you. Who knows what's underneath there? Yeah. So, yeah, but then, Only so. Only the shadow knows. So then I used that excuse to never clean the bathroom ever again. Hey, that's so. a good excuse. It's the the boy excuse. Oh, really? The girls don't do that? Probably. I, I, I think they do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I dated a, a woman once who warned me. First of all, my cardinal rule of dating is never date somebody with way more problems than you have. So no Edie Sedgwick. That's right. So, um... This woman warned me one time when we were dating. She said, I don't lift a finger to do anything in terms of housework. And oh, I was like, well, that... Full disclosure. Yeah, but I was thinking, that can't be completely true. She'll, you know, there's got to be something. No, it, she was absolutely right. So. <laughs> oh, my place is usually much tidier than this. It looks a lot better usually. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Can you pick your feet up? I'm trying to vacuum here. There's a zen quality to vacuuming. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's oh, like I do, that motor runs and it's like, mm -hmm. it's like, um, oh. um, using the vacuum, um, vacuuming this rug. Um. <laughs> I like uh, making the patterns in the carpet, you know, like a zen garden. You don't even have to run the vacuum. You just have to run those track marks around on the carpet. Pattern. I'm really into the illusion of clean. Yeah. I oh. have a, this situation in my closet I call fashion the hut. <laughs> when you open my closet, there's a bunch of hangers, and then there's a pile underneath them. That's and, the hut part? Yeah, or? fashion the hut. And so when you go to get dressed, you just, you just dive in. Right, and find the least stinky of the lot. And yeah. And if you've ever uh, noticed the way I dress, you can tell that I'm just randomly pulling. What are you talking about? <laughs> you are incredibly fashionable. Oh, thank I you. I think your fashion sense reflects your personality. Right. Very powerful and, and uh, full of energy. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you got that right. I always love it when I see you. You're always like crawling out of your skin. You're so happy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that in people. <laughs> Tell you what, it's, it's exhausting. I'll bet it is. <laughs> At the end of the day, you're like, whoo, got to turn this baby down. I uh, wanted to ask you, who was your first crush, imaginary crush, television, film, cartoons? Oh, uh, well, do you mean like crush crush or? Yeah, like, Um, I'm not saying you were obsessed. You right. Know? Like I always had to think for the Kool-Aid man. Right. You know, <laughs> be awesome. Well, I grew up in Phoenix. And there was this weird late night movie host. Her name was Aquanetta. And I didn't, and I think she was in movies and stuff too. And she was married to Jack Ross, who was a car dealer in the Phoenix area. And she was in movies too, but she would host this kind of creepy movie night thing. And she was like an early, oh, what's that spooky gal's name? Elvira. Elvira. Yeah, Elvira. She was like that, but with more hairspray. Ooh, <clears throat> and obviously. When I was a little kid, I remember being just fascinated by the sight of her. I mean, it, I couldn't figure out what she was or, you know, even if she was human. or. Right, it's like Missy Vaughn, the most beautiful woman in puppet land. You're right. Yeah. I, I didn't really get it, but that was like the first conscious memory I have of being not really a crush, but obsessed with, you know, seeing this person mm -hmm. who, who was on TV. And I see pictures of her now, and I still have the same reaction. It's like, ah! <laughs> ah! Hold on to your chair. Yeah, she's, she, I, I, don't, I don't know what the appeal was. This guy, her husband, the car dealer, gave her a brand new car every year. And he would put it under the Christmas tree or something, you know. Oh, and, that's so great. That's got like it a was weird. Bizarre. Yeah, that is. Aqua Netta. That was her name. So that was like the first thing I remember. Good old Phoenix. <laughs> okay. I love you. Okay. Okay, talk to Goodbye. Dear Prudence, why is it so hard to meet people in Tucson? I've had it with university boys who are here and gone in four years. Mm. Eligible yuppies who are hell-bent to get out of this dusty burg. And Ponchy retirees looking for a little woman to take care of them. <laughs> Ponchy. <laughs> Where have all the good guys gone? Or were they ever here? Sign, Losing Hope. Ooh. Where have all the good guys gone? <laughs> That's a good question. I mean, Tucson can kind of be, it can be kind of a dust bowl. It's its very much dusty down here. Yeah, its it's hard to find a nice drink of water <laughs> in this uh, in this old Pueblo. 
But uh, they're out there, aren't they? What do you think about this person? Maybe they're just just losing hope, you know? They've lost hope. The men? So what are they? They're just staying home? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. They're They're staying indoors. They don't, they're afraid of the dust. Yeah, maybe all the um, men that you want to go out with, you can't go out with because they're all staying in. Yeah. They're on their screens or their ESPNs, um, whatever it is that men do when they stay in their man caves. Drums. Men love drums. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to find a, a drink of water, whether it be tall, small, vente, or grande. All right, well, what we have here is we have a need for flexible men who aren't ashamed of their weird bodies, men who are clean and don't talk or drink too much, men who don't suffer from road rage and are willing to help out with the chores. Those men are out there, okay? Don't give up, Hope. Okay, what, you, what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to venture into the internet. You should try um, virtual dating, grinding, pepper grinding. Grinding, pepper grinding, uh, tindering, okay, stupid. I mean, okay, Snatch.com. stupid. Snatch.com. <laughs> <laughs> you got to practice swiping. I've heard that people uh, also have met on Instagram. Oh, see, you can find people anywhere. Anywhere. You can find under- in real life too. It's it's crazy. There are rocks on the internet. You need to look under. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give up hope. Sucking in the face and making the duck lips mm-hmm. quack. <laughs> Here's the thing about friendship that's different. I mean, different from when I grew up used to be that you could just be friends with someone and have a disagreement or someone that you didn't fully relate to or someone that you had to push yourself to be friends with because friendship used to be, dare I say, precious? Where now, (laughs) if you don't like someone for five seconds, you can block them on Facebook, you can shut them out of your life, and it's easy. Having a friend that you're putting up with. It used to be like friends were your family. And now it it feels like they're too disposable. And people are throwing each other away. And I feel like that's wrong. Today's episode of the Lonely Hearts Club featured music from Aaron Spencer, DG D'Alessio, Derek Clegg, Girls in Love, Glass Boy, Monday Night Fever. If you want to write me a letter, it's lonelyheartsclub at kxci.org. Talk to you later. Bye.